Yo, guess what? Today I'm giving you the ultimate guide, the ultimate cheapest guide on getting you the highest physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual self you can possibly be. How to come back to your health in the cheapest way. I got an amazing guest that's going into the secrets for sleep, secrets for boosting your hormones, lowering your stress levels, increasing your capacity to stress, and ultimately building the most amount of muscle. What are the secret supplements out there? It's gonna be amazing. Stay tuned and let's get into this. All right, everyone, welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Heal Thyself. I got a good one for you today, and I mean it, because I have one of my favorite guys on Instagram, one of my favorite pages on Instagram. This guy, I've known him since he was just a student in school, and now he's graduated and has done so much research on things that we're not talking about. Lucas Owen all the way in Australia, puts out so much information about how to boost your biology, how to really elevate yourself, how to stay younger, longer. Now, he's going to talk about some really important stuff. Remember a while ago, I said, we really have to boost our muscle. We have to boost our muscle density. We want to do it in our 20s, definitely in our 30s to set us up for long-term. And guess what? He's given us the hacks on what can we supplement to really elevate that. Because there's certain things out there that no one's talking about. And he's the guy who always has the hidden things out there that can really elevate our muscles, elevate our hormones, reduce, reduce our stress levels and increase our capacity to stress. He also gives us fellas out there, one of the best hacks and women who got fellas in their lives, one of the best hacks to boost our testosterone that no one, and I mean, no one is talking about. Also for everyone, he's talking about what is the one supplement that no one no one knows about? It's so exotic, but really powerful for getting you, knocking you out, and getting you the best sleep ever. He's going to give us all of the secrets out there on the research, the exotic secrets, the hidden secrets on what we can do, what we can supplement, how to bring it into our lives to really, really, really biohack our highest selves. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait to get him on here. But first, I have a knowledge bomb for you. I'm tired of seeing ads for people spending $1,000 for a device to finally make them healthy or spending a million dollars on all these supplements. You know, you have to take these 11 supplements, this box of supplements to finally start feeling healthy, right? This whole detox protocol or this whole hormonal protocol. It's crazy. I want to make your life easier, right? So I'm going to give you fundamentally the easiest, cheapest interventions right from the top of my head. You know, I purposely didn't prepare this one because I wanted to come out straight from the top of my head like I would be talking to a family member, like I would be talking to a friend at a party. The top interventions for physical health, you got to work on the physical body, but it doesn't stop there. Don't be fooled. It doesn't stop there. The mental, emotional, and the spiritual self. When you have all those in alignment, now we're talking health. So I'm going to give you what are the things that you can do to implement right now to your lives that are easy, that are powerful, and that will change your life. And guess what? We're going to do it on the cheapest price point ever because I want it accessible to everyone. What a show we have today. Sit tight, get comfortable, put your leg up if you can. If you're driving, pay attention to the road. But really, really, really get ready to absorb this. Listen in and enjoy. Oh, how many times have you opened up 
Instagram or Facebook and seen an ad for, and I mean, I'm sure you're consuming a lot of health content and seen an ad for a new health thing and a this health thing. And you got to go to this module one and then this module 27 to finally learn how to be healthy. We absolutely overcomplicate it. And in my experience with all of the clients that I've seen over time, we really, really in our heads about what we need to do to finally feel healthy. And the irony is that we can start feeling healthy today, really. So I'm going to give you, over the years, I've done so much research. Over the years, I've done many shows. A lot of you have gone back and listened to them. A lot of you have been listening since the beginning. Had a lot of amazing guests and really synthesized the ultimate, ultimate guide. Easy stuff, cheap stuff for you to start integrating right now for yourself. And as I mentioned in the beginning of the intro, this is straight from my top of my head. So that means I'm telling you all the things in conversation that I would tell just about any loved one, anyone that I meet, anyone that I want to share anything with, this is the time. So ready. We're going to start with the physical body. Here is the trap that we fall into as doctors, as conventional medicine doctors, allopathic, naturopathic, functional, all of us. We fall into the trap of just stopping on the physical body. We got it reversed, right? Your disease doesn't start just in the physical. It starts a long time before. It starts all the way in the mental realm. And then before that, it starts all the way in the emotional realm. We're going to go into all of those. But I want to start on the physical because it's what we love and we want to listen to. And we are most identified with the material. So that's why we're most identified with what can we do for our physical body because we can't necessarily see the mental emotional. That's okay. And then we're going to the spiritual. So when it comes to your physical body, let's talk about some cheap interventions. I'm just going to pretend I'm sitting on a couch with someone at an event and we're just dropping in. And that person is asking me, what would you do for this, this, and this? Okay. So for your physical body, you got to make sure you are waking up at a consistent time. Your body loves consistency. That means you want to make sure if you're not starting off with a consistent time of waking up to really get your circadian rhythm going. Your physical health so much is all about rhythm, right? All about rhythm, all about clocks in your body, all about consistency. Your body wants to know and expect what it needs to do because this rhythm, these signals are setting off cascades in your body. Your hormones are fluctuating. Neurotransmitters are fluctuating, right? You're getting sleepy at a, a very specific time through the night because your body knows. You're eating. Your hormones for eating. You're getting hungry. You're not getting hungry. All, all working on a very specific clock. Now, what it is for you is what it is for you. Whenever the time works for you. But really, you want to make sure you're getting deep sleep. And this is why I'm such a fan of anything that really tracks your sleep just to get an idea. Now, it's not necessary. And I remember I said, I want to keep this cheap as possible, but at least having an idea of how your deep sleep looks and you're getting a good amount of quality sleep because eight hours doesn't mean eight hours if you're not even sleeping right or deeply. So getting into bed consistent time, waking up a consistent time. Now, what I would say if I was talking to someone at an at a event or something is make sure you're exposed to something outside early on. You want to make sure you're seeing light, whether that's you going on a walk, whether that's you brewing some coffee or tea or matcha or just filling up some water, whatever it is, you want to get into a routine in the morning. Now, early on in my career, 
sort of what was catching on and getting me on all these podcasts was rituals. Now everyone's talking about rituals, man. Man, I was the OG on this stuff. I, I kid you not. I was talking about this five years ago, the importance of rituals. Now we have many pages talking about why it's important. And it's true. It's the same thing. Same thing I've been saying. You have to have a time for yourself in the morning. It is essential. At least 30 minutes. At least 30 minutes to get yourself into a grounded state. That's going to set you up for the whole day. You know, skincare isn't just about looking good, right? A lot of us want to look good, but it's not just about looking good. It's about nurturing your skin and being well-balanced from the inside out. And, you know, this world is flooded with a bunch of harsh chemicals that are really insulting our skin, our barrier. And you want something truly effective that is safe. Alitura is one of the best in the game. If you never heard of Alitura, you just think of, you might've seen some uh, black bottles with gold writing on it. It's one of the best. And they're always at health events and people are loving them. And they're quality. Alitura Naturals has crafted a serum that is not only safe, but also incredibly effective. Listen, a lot of you ask me where I get my glow from. This is a huge part of the equation. Their gold serum isn't just another skincare product. It's a testament to the power of natural healing and a commitment to holistic health. It uses organic ingredients like jojoba, olive, rosehip oils, and the gold serum is made organically with plant-derived vitamin A, not synthetic stuff, not that nasty stuff that you're getting in a lot of these over-the-counter products, GHKCU, and marine collagen to revitalize your skin. Alitura Naturals has been using the best ingredients in their products for years. They've been pioneering the path for what truly transformed skin should be. So if you're ready to take control of your skin health and experience the pinnacle of natural beauty, I highly recommend checking out Alitura Naturals. For a limited time, you, the Heal Thyself listener, will enjoy the exclusive discount, just the Heal Thyself discount, only for you. That's 20% off of this gold serum. Go to alitura.com and use the code DRG for 20% off. That's A-L-I-T-U-R-A.com and get that 20% discount. It's amazing stuff. I use it every night before bed and I'm telling you, I'm on fire with my skin in a good way. Check it out. All right, let's face it. With all the toxins we're exposed to nowadays with processed foods, pollutants, and even stress, our poor livers have been working overtime. If you've been feeling sluggish, bloated, or just overall rundown, it may be time to give your hardworking liver some extra love and support. That is where Organifi's Liver Detox comes in. This convenient little capsule contains a powerhouse blend of clinically studied superfoods. This convenient little capsule contains a powerhouse blend of clinically studied superfood ingredients specifically designed to remove excess toxins and improve digestion, promote healthier energy levels, and just overall liver health. Now, one of the key ingredients is artichoke leaf extract, which has been clinically proven to help detoxify the liver and digestive tract. Then you got the all-star liver protector. You heard of it, milk thistle, an herb that has been used for centuries to give your liver a big old hug. That's not all. Organifi's liver detox also contains dandelion root, one of my favorite ones of all time, which is loaded with vitamins and minerals to promote healthy liver function and digestion. And finally, Trafalia, an ancient Ayurvedic formula packed with antioxidants that has been traditionally used as a powerful liver tonic, one of my favorite ones too. So whether you're dealing with sluggish digestion, low energy, or just want to give your body's main detox engine a little extra love, Organifi's Liver Detox has your back. Just take one to three capsules at any point during the day to start supporting your liver's natural detox pathways. All of us need to be supporting our liver. If you want to experience the energy boosting, liver supporting effects of this fantastic formula, head to OrganifiShop.com and use the code DRG for 20% off. That is O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I shop.com slash DRG. You want to see the sun within an hour to an hour and a half of waking up. That means it doesn't have to be sunny out. You can have clouds out there, but you got to be exposed to light, daylight, because what that's doing is setting off 
your cortisol response. This is an important response in the body. When you wake up, your cortisol is going to be high. So it's what wakes you up. And then it boosts up over the next few hours, really over the next hour and a half, two hours. You want to make sure when you're in the sun, you're getting consistent light every single morning to boost you up really high. You want that cortisol up because it's setting you up for your whole day. Your sleep starts in the morning for that day. So getting outside, seeing light, not being on artificial blue light, not being an artificial fluorescent light, not turning on the TV and staring at it, but your first exposure to really to light is going to be natural light. Very important. These two things, you're already going to start feeling better. That I promise you. You want a little plus? Put your feet on the ground. I did two shows on grounding in, in this series for Heal Thyself. And there's a reason. There's studies out there reducing inflammation, increasing blood cell count, balancing your nervous system, reducing stress markers in the body, reducing pain in the body. It's amazing stuff. So if you can, if you can, put your feet on the ground every single morning, ground, earth, close your eyes, open your eyes, when, whatever you need to do, but make sure that your feet are hitting the ground and you're getting yourself into some sort of meditative state, right? Grounding plays a big role, right? Because when you're getting all of the negative ions in the body, right? You're putting yourself in a state, not only a nervous system state, and balancing that parasympathetic sympathetic. How many of you wake up, roll out of bed, grab your phone? You're already on sympathetic mode because that phone is going to put you in sympathetic mode. Now you're setting your whole day up for stress, right? So you want to do the opposite. See that natural sun, put your feet on the ground, make sure you're hydrating in the morning. Very important. Very, very important. You want to make sure you're getting at least eight ounces per hour throughout the day, right? That's, that's a rule of thumb. You can do more if you're working out, if you're going in the sauna, but at least eight ounces. So how many of you are even getting that, right? At least for 10 hours, so maybe 60 to 80 ounces, right? 70 to 80 ounces in a day. How many of you get that? Most of you don't. And a lot of you are suffering with the symptoms of dehydration and thinking you're suffering with a disease, but really you're just dehydrated. You got to drink your water. It's like so basic. Drink your water. If you're doing reverse osmosis, get some electrolytes in it. You can put some salt in it if you need. You can get some element. We talk about those on the show. Just hydrate yourself. Now the day's getting started. Make sure you're taking breaks. So if you can, move throughout the day. This is going to be a really important one, right? A lot of you sit in front of the computer for eight hours, don't even realize it. Maybe take one lunch break and call it a day. But if you can, Start moving throughout the day. You want to move your blood, your lymph, and you want to try that every hour. Now, when I worked in the hospital, what I would do is I, I had a little hangy bar uh, in my office. So every 15, 20 minutes when I was charting patient documents or patient notes, I would go and I'd hang. I'd make sure my shoulders, my spine, my posture, right, was just being stimulated. Right? I was hanging. I was opening my shoulder my rotator cuffs, but also every hour and a half, every two hours, I was walking in the garden in the back. Now I was doing that fall, summer, spring, winter, it didn't matter, right? So for you, can you bundle your calls around your day? Um, is there an opportunity for you to stop working, stop writing whatever you're writing or stop doing the PowerPoint and go outside and take a 15 minute walk? That's going to be huge for you. You're going to feel so much better because the body's made to move. It's not made to be sedentary, even if it's working, okay? If you are working, get some blue light blocker glasses. You have to during the day. If you're in front of a computer for more than two hours in a day, get yourself some blue light blocker glasses. It's going to go a long way, especially as we're talking about further into sleep 
during the day. Very important for your physical health. You got to do that and you'll notice a big difference. Make sure you're hydrating throughout the day. Make sure that uh, you're eating uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner or breakfast and dinner or whatever it is, however you want to fast, whatever is good for your body, but you have to start testing it out. There's people who like the intermittent fasting where they stop eating around like six o'clock and wait 12, 13, 14, 15 hours before their next meal. That's something that I do. That's something that works for me. But make sure that each meal is protein rich and fiber rich. Very important. You want to make sure you're getting your greens. I'm not a proponent of the carnivore diet. I have a lot to say about that. That I can do a show on that. I just think they're not based in science. I, I, if it helps you, great. But I think that to, to think it's a sustainable diet is kooky. You want to make sure you're getting the colors of the rainbow in your diet. So at the end of the day, ask yourself, did I get red, orange, yellow, blue, violet, green, whatever, all the colors of the rainbow. Make sure your dish looks like that. You're getting all the nice antioxidants that are inherent in all of the fruits and vegetables, plus the vitamins, plus the minerals. Again, protein-rich, fiber-rich. You're feeding your gut bacteria. You're feeding your muscles, which bring me to muscles. You got to do some stuff. You got to work out. You got to stimulate the body at least four times a week. At least four times a week, you need to challenge the body whether that's you doing squats in your backyard or you going to the gym and doing weight training, whether that's you boxing, you going for a jog, you gotta make sure you're moving the body. Single-handedly, one of the most important interventions we can do for our health is workout. We know this, there's so much data on it, but we don't do it, but it's what keeps us young. Make sure you're getting to the gym. Whatever excuse you have, build that excuse around you going to the gym and then figure it out later. So, so important, that's non-negotiable. Make some time in your day, whether it's in the morning, afternoon, or night, to stop. Now, this is gonna be really important. I'm gonna to go to the mind-body stuff, but make some time to stop. From the physical aspect, you're lowering your cortisol, you're balancing your nervous system. You have to take some time to close your eyes and just bring presence to what you're doing. Whether that's you drinking your midday tea and you're fully with the tea, or whether that's you going for that walk, but really no phones, no music, and really paying attention to the sounds, doing a meditative walk, or are you just sitting and meditating? Are you doing a breath work? You wanna start your morning or break up your day with something like that to really, it's all about balancing your cortisol, your stress hormones. It's all about getting out of sympathetic, which brings me to this. Physically, you wanna make sure you're breathing right. So many of us, I bet you right now, so many of you have your stomach sucked in and are breathing into your chest. I bet you, make sure that your belly is relaxed. Make sure your diaphragm is going all the way down. Make sure your diaphragm is stimulating your digestive system, opening up your lungs, getting in all the air, oxygenating you, and you're not breathing with your scalenes, your neck, your shoulders. So important because one of the major causes of anxiety is you not even knowing that you're not even breathing right. So that brings me to trying out some breath work if you feel called. Lay down a little bit, put your hand on your belly, Fill your belly, fill your chest, and just breathe out. Fill your belly, fill your chest, and breathe out. Do that 20, 30 times. That's an easy way to ground yourself. If you ever feel anxious, like you're in a spiral, ground yourself. You can do the meditative walk. You can do the breath work. You might want to do it to break up your day. Because I always say, if you have an extra busy day, make sure you integrate something in the middle of the day. Because the thing that you think you can't afford is going to be the thing that gets you through the rest of the day. And that's the thing that brings you back to the body. Two more physical aspects, which play into the mind-body too. If you can, make sure you're building yourself in community. You wanna make sure you're connecting with people. We know just as important as working out, at least at this point, is the social isolation piece. You wanna make sure you 
working on having deep connections, whether it's one, two, three, five, but building a community of like-minded people who align with you and who more importantly, see you for you. You want to make sure you have people who accept you fully for you, whatever your weird quirks are. That's true community. So make sure if you have a hobby, get with other people who love your hobby. If you're so passionate about basketball, go to all the people in your gym, go to the park, make some friends, start a Saturday basketball league, whatever it is, meet some people who are in alignment with what you truly, truly, truly brings you passion. But we know community has a major role on blood pressure, lifespan, cortisol, you know, is, is more the impact of community is more than even getting off of smoking or even drinking. It's incredible, which brings me to smoking and drinking. You want to make sure you're reducing that and or just full cessation of it. That's going to be a big forest fire to your body. You already know that. Last part for physical, and I might be missing something, but this is just what's coming through right now, is if you're in a relationship, making sure you're deepening intimacy. One of the major sources of stress in a relationship is lack of true intimacy. And if you can't find intimacy in a relationship, which you're being exposed to every single day, and that's your low-grade source of stress, ooh, that's going to cause a forest fire in you over time. The name of the game is reducing that inflammation. And guess what? Stress, daily stress, even mental, is going to cause inflammation in the body. So you want to make sure you're working on the intimacy. Now, which is going to bring us to the mental-emotional part. When it comes to intimacy, deep connection, sensual connection, sexual connection, ask yourself, are you really happy with how you and your partner show up sexually? But it's not just sexually, it's just the sensual part too. Do you find yourself comfortable with sitting down with your partner on the couch, having conversation, opening your heart, having your partner feel heard, feel seen, feel loved? Are you opening your heart and being able to hold your partner in his or her or their truest expression of what they're feeling, of what they're going through? This is a big, big part of health that not enough people are talking about, but true depth of intimacy. And that means seeing someone in their rawest, most vulnerable state and truly still loving them, right? And allowing them to be themselves. That's intimacy. So if you're not doing that outside of the bedroom, you better believe you're not going to be able to do it inside the bedroom. But you have to have a connection with yourself. You have to have a connection with your level of intimacy with yourself. Can you, before someone else allows you to be vulnerable, can you allow yourself to be open, vulnerable, raw, and see yourself for who you are. Very important. And then you want to make sure you're having good sex. You want to make sure you and your partner are deeply connected. You want to make sure you're speaking out what you want out of a sexual relationship, sensual relationship. What do you want in the bedroom? Do you even know what you want? Or are we just submitting to what society says is sex? Is it just intercourse centric? Or are you allowing yourself to fully have the experience of deep connection with your partner, loving connection, breathing together, seeing each other in the eyes, right? Softly touching each other, connecting before there's even intercourse on the table. Or is every single intimate interaction between you and your partner always leading to intercourse? And can you maybe expand on what it really means to be intimate with each other? Because that, that is the remedy for the stress that you may have with your partner. Because if your partner feels seen and loved and accepted in the bedroom, ooh, I promise you they'll feel loved, seen, and accepted everywhere else. Try that out. Really try that out. Emotional, whoo, if you know I talk about this all the time, I'm going to make this quick because you know I put so much content out there. If you're holding in emotions, that is going to be foundational in your health. 
When you're holding in emotions, you will suffer with a mental disruption first, which will down the line turn into a physical disruption. We talked about all the physical stuff, do those things, but if you're doing those things and not doing the mental emotional things, it's all for naught. Again, if you're holding in years and years, 10, 20, 30 years of true, raw emotion of you feeling unsafe to be who you are, then that is disrupting the whole tower of health that you are. Okay, because this is on the foundation. So you want to make sure you're checking in your body. What I tell my clients is you cannot be healthy if you don't have a relationship with your body. I'll say that again. You cannot be a healthy person if you do not have a relationship with your body. What does that look like? A relationship with your body means that there's an open channel between you and your body. Your body is communicating what it wants, what it needs, what it desires, and you are listening. You are following the intuition of your body, and by following it, it's getting louder. So you're becoming very clear about what's true for your body and what's not. When you are tuned into your body, you are fully in alignment knowing if this person that you just met is making you contract or making you expand. If this food that's in front of you is making you contract or expand. If this idea for business is making you contract or expand, when you're in tune with your body, your body's communicating with you. That, my friends, is your compass for health. If you're disconnected from your body, you're disconnected from your compass. If you're disconnected from your compass, you are disconnected ultimately and fundamentally from your health. Sit down, connect to your body, feel where you're holding tension. Feel where it's light, feel where it's open. Come back to that tension, put your hand on the tension. Breathe into your hand. That means bringing all of your awareness away from your head, the part of you that's protecting you, the ego, the part of you that feels comfortable living in the head. But comfortable doesn't always mean healthy. Most of the time it doesn't when, it, when it's in the context of the ego. Go into your body, connect to where you're holding tension. Breathe into the tension 10, 20, 30 times. Get into a trance state, feel your body. Communicate with this. Communicate with it. Ask it what it needs, what it wants, what it desires. What are you holding on to? What do you need to let go of? I promise you, the more that you visit your body, the more you visit that tension, you will get messages from your body. And this, my friends, is what it means to have a connection to your body. This is what a relationship with your body means. And this is the highest form. This is the highest bridge. This is the highest connection to health. You have to, have to, without a doubt, have a connection to your body. Kids do. What happened to you? Kids know when they have to scream, cry, poop, eat. What happened to you? We just ignore all of our body signals. And then 10, 15 years later, it manifests as a disease. And then we go, I don't, know what, I don't know where this came from. But if you listen right now, you'll know exactly what you need to avoid those things. And I mean that. Spiritual health, very, very important. And this means having a connection to spirit, to soul. But it's not just you. It's not your spirit. It's not just your soul. It's everything. It's a spirit in everything. Do you see the spirit of a tree? Do you see the spirit of a squirrel? Do you see the spirit of the ground? Because everything has spirit. I mean, I remember I just went to Ecuador and I was talking to the indigenous there and the leader of the indigenous Minari was just shocked me, the whole community about how they have a deep reverence for everything and everything has spirit. Minerals in the ground have spirit. Gold around the banks of the Amazon has spirit. Snake has spirit. Everything has their own spirit, but all spirits interconnect and have a deep relationship with each other. So to bring this away from the woo-woo and bringing it back to us, can you stand outside and connect? Can you connect that a tree is alive? 
Can you connect beyond your perceptions, beyond your judgments of squirrel? Can you just see the squirrel for what it is and see life in it? Can you look at a flower beyond you not liking the color of the flower or liking the shape of the flower? Can you see the flower for what it is that it has spirit? It is fundamentally connected to who you are. It is a ripple, a wave in an ocean just like you. And we look at that other wave and we see it as separate from us, but it's truly us. You have to be connected to your spirit. I don't care if it's religious. I don't care if it's spiritual. You have to be connected with your purpose. You have to be connected with your purpose. You are not going to love life. You're not going to enjoy life. You are going to resent life. You're going to resent the people in it if you don't love your life. And the way to love your life is to be in your purpose because you can't lie to yourself. You cannot lie to yourself. Your body knows. Your soul knows. It's your ego that tries to convince you otherwise that you're in your purpose and you think you're in your purpose or not even knowing what your purpose is. One, you know what your purpose is. You've been knowing it. You have talents and you have talents that are unique, powerful, and can change the world if you want it to. Are you connected with your talents or are you too scared to show them off to people? Are you too scared to be who you are? And are you connected to your purpose or are you doing something, my God, for a living that is sucking your soul out of you? Because if you are, you are wasting life. You are wasting what you are here for. Come back to yourself. Come back to your spirit. Come back to your purpose. Embody your purpose. Be fearless with who you are. Give the world who you are. Be in alignment with your purpose and be within it fearlessly. Because that's what we need to heal the world. And ultimately, that's what you need to look for. Your, that's what you need for your highest form of healing. Get in alignment. Listen to your body. Ask your soul what your purpose is. You already know this, but it's going to show you what you already know. You already know what your purpose is and get in alignment. And at the worst, if you're in this banking job and you hate it, then start doing some purposeful stuff as a hobby. It'll make a difference. I promise you, you'll start feeling better. Now this, how much money did we spend on all this? Not too much, right? How much time we spent on all this? A little bit of time. How much of a difference is it going to make in your health? Oh, that's, that's monumental. There's your ultimate guide. Notice, I'm not selling you anything other than you connecting to yourself, other than you putting rituals for yourself, other than you really prioritizing your health. It starts with you. Then it moves out to your family, but it starts with you. You cannot be healthy until you align with all of these bodies, the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. And all of it is here for you. I really hope this part helped, this ultimate guide. I love you all. Let's get to this special guest. All right, everyone, what a special guest I have today. We've been connected for such a long time, and I've been following his work, Lucas Owen, and man, he's talking about all of the best things when it comes to men's health. Listen, you got a man out there that you love? Bring him to this show. If you're a man, listen to this show, because the power of what we're about to talk about is unprecedented, really. Lucas has done all the evidence-based research, the legwork, to give us all of the hacks on how to optimize ourselves as we get older, not only our hormones, but our brain health, our heart health, our body health. Welcome to the show, my man. It's been a long time coming. Happy to have you. Thank you, man. I mean, I've, I've been um, keeping on your podcast lately and, you know, we've been connected for a number of years and I'm, you know, super stoked to chat with you today, Christian. 
Dude, I remember when you were just getting into school, man, you, you were just wet behind the ears and you were just opening your research and now you're decorated in, your, in, your, in what your message is for people, man. So I applaud you. Thank you for doing that for the world. Yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, you could probably tell from very early on that I was very passionate about just uncovering new and novel studies and research. I think I remember setting up like a, an Instagram DM group with yourself in it and I was just drip feeding yeah, you guys yeah, I remember. studies. <laughs> Yeah, that you you were the big study guy. So so listen, to really get it going, I want to ask you, should all men be putting their balls in cold water? Absolutely, yes. Best biohack for this, men. This is my blood. <laughs> all right, you've been telling me to do this for so many years. I, I got a cold tub, so essentially I think I am doing it. But But what is the benefit of putting your scrotum in cold, cold water? Well, if men really care about optimizing their testosterone and fertility, it's probably the single best biohack they can implement to really maximize testosterone production. I mean, if we have a look at the, the male anatomy, there's a reason why the testes are found outside the body. It's because they need to be kept cooler than the core body temperature. And a number of men these days are, you know, find themselves, you know, wearing tight underwear or perhaps like sitting down at a desk all day or driving a car, like doing long hours in hot environments. And, and we know that just anytime when the, te the testes are two degrees too warm, um, this can completely arrest spermatogenesis. Um, so this is a, you know, really cutting edge um, health hack that men can implement. I love that. Okay, so let's say not everyone has a cold tub. Are we talking about filling up the sink type situation and throwing some ice in there? How, how, are, we, how are we doing this in a, in a feasible way in our home? Uh, the, the best strategy here is to simply for men to grab an ice pack from the, free, from the freezer, apply it up against the, the underwear, obviously not directly to the scrotal skin, otherwise you'll end up burning the skin. Uh, but we've had a number of guys just reach out wanting to know different ways to do it and Gosh, I, I can tell you there's been a number of weird ways that people manage to ice their balls. It's just unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that. Okay, so, so, so we're cooling down the testes, increasing spermatogenesis. Uh, is it, what's it doing with our testosterone? Is, is it actually helping our testosterone by doing this? Yeah, so some of the theories that I've sort of come up with as far as like the biological underlying mechanism of action is purely based on the fact that it's... Um, causing massive amounts of vasoconstriction in the testes themselves. So the ice causes vasoconstriction and that's then followed by like a rebound vasodilation effect, you know, and that sort of brings new fresh oxygen and, and blood flow to the testes to help with, you know, testosterone production. Okay. So testosterone, the big thing, I mean, men my age are coming in and starting to get shots for testosterone. They're wanting to up their testosterone. Their libido's poor. They don't feel they have that ump for life. They're not putting on muscle the way they used to. All right, we already have this one on the checkmark box. Putting our scrotum or icing our scrotum and getting it really cold. What else? What, 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 what are some things in your research, research-based guy, that you've come across? Yeah, well, when it comes to other methods and modalities, I would say the other strategy for men is to do some sort of heavy resistance training um, so three to four times a week of compound lifts, um, that is demonstrated to increase the secretion of not only testosterone, but also growth hormone, um, DHT, and also have a positive effect on thyroid hormones as well. So, um, for men looking to select the right type of exercise for their hormones, I, I truly do think the best type is shorter duration, high explosive output um, large muscle groups, 
So that can also be like sprint work, for example, you know, doing um, sprint training or HIIT training, um, for example. Mm. So, so compound meaning uh, it's not isolated like a bicep curl over a bench, right? Yeah, exactly. So compound lifts meaning like incorporating um, numerous uh, muscle groups to facilitate the actual um, exercise. A good example would also be like squatting. Um, so like eight to 12 reps of like, you know, pretty decent weight. Um, that's a good way to like really enhance testosterone secretion. Now, let me ask you a question. A lot of people say, I love doing the machines. I hate doing the free weight. Is there a big difference? Uh, well, when it comes to some of the, like, for example, a leg press machine, I still think you're, you're able to get like decent, um, you know, glute activation. You're still getting a lot of quad activation. I, I still think you can, you know, facilitate a, a very positive effect on hormonal status just by using, you know, machine weights as well. I love that, man. Okay, so look. I love working out, but you're saying three to four times a week, compound movements. Uh, is there a magic number of how many sets that we need to be doing? You said eight to 12 reps, but sets wise, is there something we need to look for or a time in the gym or just time moving? It's a good question. I mean, it comes back to like individuality here, just like with nutrition. Um, in general, it depends on how well a guy is able to recover. So for example, if he's able to you know, wake up the next day, not super depleted and exhausted. If he feels like he can train again, that's a pretty good sign. He's able to sort of like recover and recuperate, um, particularly followed by like adequate nutrition and a good quality sleep. I mean, we haven't even sort of spoken about the impact of sleep and how sleep can affect hormones. Cause we know obviously both you and I understand the importance of sleep. Um, that can also play a you know dramatic role in, in terms of recovery as well. I love that. Okay, so before we get into anything sleep or, or recovery, what about before we go to the gym? Because a lot of us go, okay, listen, new year, I'm going to get back to the gym. I'm going to get back to how I looked in college or even early on college. I was feeling good about myself. What about pre-workouts? There's so many. You could go to any health food store and there's powders upon powders upon jars upon sticks when you look at this health wise what is really evidence-based what is powerful bang for the buck pre-workout interventions that we can do yeah I, I love this question a lot because i used to be that kid back at like all those supplement stores analyzing all the ingredients on the back of these supplement bottles and understanding the different dosages and also trying to determine like which ingredients actually have a positive effect on sports performance that's the whole reason why my brand, Ergogenic Health, that term ergogenic is literally uh, sports performance, anything that can enhance like mental or physical performance. Um, so when it comes to like ingredients, I mean, the tried and tested ingredient or supplement creatine monohydrate, that's oftentimes used for athletic performance. However, there is a new form of creatine, which I think is going to be Possibly the biggest and most exciting form of creatine in 2023. Hopefully, this podcast will be released this year. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, because this new form of creatine has 8.5 times better bioavailability compared to creatine monohydrate. And creatine monohydrate is already considered like the gold standard. Um, so, and not only that, it also has a better ability to cross the blood brain barrier. Um, it can saturate in the gray and white matter of the brain much more potently than creatine monohydrate. And I mean, this, this new form is called Cregatine, C-R-E-G-A-A-T-I-N-E. 
And all it is is basically they're combining the there is a precursor to creatine. It's known as GAA, guanidino acetic acid. And by supplementing with, they combine this precursor GAA with creatine monohydrate. They combine it and make one combined uh, molecule. And that has a much more potent effect on improving the bioavailability of creatine in the body. It's been a long time since I promoted a coffee because there's not that many good coffee brands. We got one of the best ones now on Heal Thyself. Are you ready to elevate your coffee game? And experience will prove that it's not only delicious, but it's also health focused. Let me introduce you to Purity Coffee. You heard me review them in one of my first ever coffee reviews as one of the best, and then my second ever one as one of the best. And it's one of the best still. It's an ultimate choice for coffee lovers who, who prioritize taste as well as well being. I'm gonna tell you what makes Purity Coffee stand out from the crowd. Every step in that process is rooted in health focused principles backed by solid, scientific, research based, rigorous testing. They use the finest specialty grade organic Arabica beans and then move on to small batch roasting, ensuring that each cup meets the highest standards of quality. But what really sets Purity Coffee apart from all the other coffee brands is their dedication, is my favorite, is their dedication to purity and safety. Their beans undergo third-party testing to ensure they're free of pesticides, toxins, and harmful mycotoxins, those pesky substances that can wreak havoc on your health, causing issues like liver and kidney damage, digestive problems, brain fog, and fatigue. Purity Coffee also has some of the highest antioxidant capacity. And this is important because we have to understand coffee is actually really good for us when we're getting quality coffee. And the reason it's good for us and ensures so many benefits, especially heart health, is because of its antioxidant capacity. Purity has one of the highest antioxidants that you're going to find in coffee, giving you a powerful dose of healthy, boosting compounds with every sip. Purity Coffee is grown on regenerative organic farms that prioritize soil health, animal welfare, and community well-being. They have certifications by USDA Organic, Rainforest Alliance, and Smithsonian Bird Friendly. You can also trust Purity Coffee is not only good for you, but also good for the planet. They have a range of roasts from their light medium roast with sweet fruity notes and their dark roast with rich bold taste. So to try out one of my favorite coffees in existence and one that I recommend to everyone still to this day, I've been doing it for years, is Purity Coffee. Go to puritycoffee.com and use the code DRG for 30% off of your first purchase. That is P-U-R-I-T-Y-C-O-F-F-E-E.com and use the code DRG for 30% off of your order. You know, living a long life is great. It is. We all want to live longer. But what's even better is living those years in good health, right? Free of the chronic diseases and the ailments. Unfortunately for many, the gap between lifespan and health span is way too wide. And we spent our last years ill, not enjoying our life to the fullest. And that's why I'm always into research-based products, quality supplements that are coming out to you, the highest, the best of the best, some of the best rigorously tested supplements. And one of my favorite companies across the board is Momentus. And they have two that I use every single day, creatine and collagen. These are the two powerhouses at work. I've been opened and I've been working out more four times a week. I'm lifting heavy weights and these are staples. And, I, and not just me, I think everyone should be out working out, building muscle, staples to muscle repair and muscle growth. But what sets Momentus apart from the rest is its clinically researched formulas. For the collagen, it delivers 15 grams of collagen, supporting your body in various ways. And it's not just one type of collagen, it's all the types of collagen, right? A lot of companies just have one type of collagen. You want all the types of your body's absorbing and utilizing this collagen the way you desire the body to use it. But boy, oh boy, the gold standard for working out, if you're not on this, you don't even have to be working out. You can use it for your brain. It's creatine. 
The Momentous Creatine is fantastic. There's no fillers, no additive, pure, effective ingredients you can trust. It trusts everything when it comes to supplements. Momentous third-party test. There's no surprises. What you see on the package is what you get. So if you're like me, you want to feel your body with the best of the best, go to livemomentous.com and use the code DRG for 15% off of creatine and collagen and all their top-notch products. That is L-I-V-E-M-O-M-E-N-T-O-U-S.com with the code DRG for your discount. Let me ask you a question. The, the, the Cragatine, is this going to be out this year? Are companies starting to make it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've kept my eye on it for the number, like probably the last year and a half. Um, and it's already released. It's actually being manufactured um, from Serbia. And the unique point of, I've actually, you know, spoken to the CEO and been in discussion with like how we can get it out there and, and promote it because um, I truly do believe in it. I mean, I'm, I'm, we, we know that the creatine market by itself is worth, I think, $752 million US dollars. Um, but this new form, what's really exciting about it is like creatine monohydrate, whilst a number of people can get many um, health benefits from creatine monohydrate, um, the the drawback really is the the creatine transporter, that CT1 transporter, that can oftentimes get saturated when um, people use creatine monohydrate, whereas this new form has four ways to enter the cell. It can get through via the creatine transporter one, taurine receptors, GABA receptors, and also passive diffusion. So it's got a much better ability to actually like penetrate um, and enter the cell. Super cool, man. I'll, I'll be waiting for that because I've always been a fan of creatine. Um, I've always tried to dispel that it's not going to destroy your kidneys. It's not going to make your hair fall out. And uh, and, it, and it actually helps. For me, it helps mostly my brain. I feel really good um, cognitively when I'm taking it. So, okay. So, so, so we got, listen, uh, all men, we need to be working out, doing some sort of weight training, weight resistance, correct? Um, I, is, is it true that once we start e nearing a certain age, we start just degrading in our muscle? And that's why it's important to build up that muscle early on. Absolutely. This is, um, yeah, the definition of like sarcopenia, which is the loss of um, muscle mass and function with age. I think after the age, there's like a, well, there's a belief that after the age of like 30 or 35, that men's testosterone levels will start to decline. But I mean, if you implement all of the best strategies to like really optimize your health, um, I really do think it's possible to, I mean, I've worked with a number of guys that are like in their forties and they're still able to maintain like 900, 1,000 nanograms per deciliter total testosterone through natural methods, through like eating well, sleeping well, training right, um, and also supplementation um, and getting adequate sleep, stress management practices like the, the icing um, and building muscle as I think you've had Dr. Gabrielle Lyon on the podcast. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's like spoken about the, the, the longevity benefits of having good grip strength, you know, having, you know, good muscle mass. It's absolutely essential for sure. Yeah, man. I, it's funny. Uh, we on Netflix came out this show called Power 100. Do you know this show? Mm, I don't know if they screen that it, in, in Australia. They don't screen it. In Australia. <laughs> so, so basically it's a Korean show. It's like a Korean squid games, but it's an actually an athletic competition and it has all the best athletes around Korea, oh, yeah. but of all different types, men and women, right? So we have gymnasts, prison guards, um, Taekwondo, bodybuilders, uh, models, and they're all uh, competing against each other athletically. But I was thinking to myself, there was this one guy, he's one of the older ones, and he was maybe in his 50s, but he's an MMA fighter. And he walks out and I was like, 
oh shoot, that's how I got to look. That guy has no sarcopenia. His testosterone is on point. And this guy's 50 years old. His hair is all white. And I was like, okay, I got to get to the gym ASAP. I got to get going on this, you know, because uh, when we think about aging and testosterone going down, there's so many methods that we can do to keep it up because we're in a healthy cohort of people, the listeners, the viewers, us versus, you know, the standard American or even in Australia. But man, we still have to put those, we have to do that work, right? So like you said, gym, optimizing with sleep, which I want to get into in a little bit. But now we talk about if we go to the gym and we're out of the we're out of commission for three days because if we worked out and our body is killing, how do we begin to recover our body better from the gym as we get older? Yeah, well, this is a really good question. As far as like um, other strategies and methods, there is a particular amino acid that I really like that favors muscle recovery and delays that or reduces the um, the DOMS delayed onset muscle soreness, um, and that's taking big doses of taurine. Um, I've spoken about the benefits of taurine. There's actually research now suggesting that taurine can actually accumulate in, in the testes and actually act as a very potent um, antioxidant in the testes and also block the deleterious effects of BPA. So blocking the, del- like the negative effects of plastic on testosterone um, production. So I think from like a recovery aspect, we're also getting the anti-cortisol effect of taurine because taurine can actually help to lower cortisol and increasing GABA. So not only will that help with um, reducing you know, stress and that sympathetic tone after a workout, but it's also going to help to facilitate better quality sleep um, and promote deep deep sleep, essentially. I love that, man. And, and I've seen you talk about taurine a lot. Um, but, for, but for those of us who are not aware, it's just an amino acid, basically. So you can buy that. It's a pretty cheap online for yourself. And when you say big doses, what's a big dose of taurine? Well, I mean, I've seen studies suggesting that you can go up to uh, six grams of taurine per day. Most of the time, the products that are on the market are usually about 500 milligrams to about 1,000 milligrams. But realistically, you can safely go up to six grams per day. Um, and that's where you start to get like a lot of the other therapeutic benefits outside of just like generally you know, helping with electrolyte. Because the other the other aspect there is that taurine is also an osmolite um, and actually helps to balance electrolytes in the body really well. So that's also really important for muscle recovery and, and performance is like having a good balance of um, all the electrolytes in the body. So, okay, so there's a lot of people eating way different types of diets. You go, you open Instagram, you see someone eating, I, don't, I just saw the other day someone eating like, uh, the omentum of a, a cow or something. It was like just raw, raw, raw. I was like, okay, that's, that's kind of something. Then you see people just eating nuts and seeds. Okay, for someone who wants to put on muscle, regardless of the diet, what is the, what, uh, we got to clear this up. What is the deal with protein? How much protein should we be having? Should we be having a lot, a little? What's too little? What's too much? Let's clear this up right now. Yeah, I love this question as well. I mean, when it comes to protein, um, I truly do think the maximum upper threshold where we start to see like the point at which we get diminishing returns is 2.2 grams per kilogram of body weight. So 2.2 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight. Um, That's a general rule of thumb. You can also float anywhere between 1.6 grams to 2.2. But from like a satiety aspect, um, and also facilitating 
like better recovery and also having a, a positive nitrogen balance. I think anywhere realistically from two-ish or 2.2 grams per kilogram is like from what I've seen at least from my own like body composition and all my crazy experiments like trialing different um, diets and different modalities and things like that. Um, yeah, I think that's usually like the, the, the best range for protein intake. And, and when we're taking in that much protein, um, does it matter the source of protein? Can, let's say someone who just eats plants or just eats red meat, is it, does it matter? Or do we just have to both hit like a hundred, 120, 140, uh, grams? I'm thinking in, in for here in America. Well, I mean, I think you can achieve it through plant-based, um, foods. That's definitely possible. I mean, like, uh, like for example, even myself recently, I swapped over from a whey protein into like a, like a pea watermelon and pumpkin seed protein, which is tasting phenomenal. And it, and it's got a decent um, amino acid breakdown. But I think what ultimately matters is if that person is like vegetarian or vegan, that they know how to combine, you know, certain foods to actually achieve that complete protein where they're getting all the essential amino acids. And I think if they're able to hit that, um, it's possible to still obviously build muscle and, and preserve, you know, muscle mass. Um, but like looking at, let's say, for example, like a steak versus you know, let's say chickpeas, for example, I mean, yeah, the bioavailability coming from meat or for example, an egg, I mean, it's going to be much more bioavailable. The body has a better ability to utilize that protein. Um, so I think I, I, like I'm personally, I'm not, I'm not dogmatic with nutrition. I just like eat, you know, I'm a, I'm a mixture of both. I eat plants and I eat animal products. Like I'm sort of in, in between. Well, thanks for clearing that up because um, what I'm hearing is if, if you are eating plant-based, don't just stick to one thing and, and call it your diet. The variety is going to be one of the most important things to make sure you're getting all those amino acids. Um, now, now, you said the word sleep. I knew we were going to get here, and now we're here with this sleep part. Now, how, how detrimental is getting poor sleep to our brain health, testosterone, longevity, muscle building, all the things that we're looking for as men? Well, I mean, if we look at some of the implications of poor quality sleep, I mean, we know that um, insufficient sleep or even fragmented sleep where the person's waking up numerous times throughout the night, like micro awakenings, I mean, this can lead to compromised insulin sensitivity the following day. In fact, a single night of sleep deprivation where somebody's sleeping on average like five or six hours um, will lead to them experiencing life as a pre-diabetic. So what that means is that if they eat carbohydrates, their ability to handle and utilize the carbohydrates as an energy fuel source is compromised. So they cannot utilize glucose effectively and they cannot actually enable glucose to enter the cell because their body is more insulin resistant, so to speak. Um, so as far as like recovery goes, from a hormonal standpoint, I mean, um, we've seen studies suggesting that um, consecutive sleepless nights in men, like five to six hours, can decrease total testosterone by up to 25%. Um, and this is a significant drop. And a number of men, whilst on paper that may not seem significant, it's also in combination with the fact that they're also going to be insulin resistant, their cortisol levels are going to be higher, their adrenaline levels are going to be higher. 
Um, there's probably going to be some perturbations or uh, changes in their microbiome as well. I don't know. I don't even have you seen any research on like sleep deprivation and microbiome stuff? Yeah, yeah. I think the the, the stress levels would change it over time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it's everything, basically, what I'm hearing. It's like every system. I mean, sleep, when it comes down to it, is is almost everything, you know, like eating healthy, but you got to be sleeping. So what would you then say to the people who go, hey, man, like I'm trying, but I, one, I can't fall asleep or the people who go, OK, I fall asleep, but I'm waking up all night. What, are, what should we be doing to, quote unquote, hack ourselves to better sleep? Well, my favorite I guess like intervention here is to use a particular brown seaweed. It's, it's an algae known as Eclonia carva. And I've spoken about it before as a potent sleep enhancing seaweed. Um, it's actually, you know, well studied in Japan. In fact, they've spent over $33 million researching this particular seaweed, but a lot of us just don't even know about it in, in the Western world. Like we just never heard of it. Most of us know about like Wakami, and just like the basic seaweeds, but Eclonia carva really caught my eye because um, there was some interesting research looking at how it can affect alpha waves in the brain. And I know that you're a big fan of L-theanine and I'm also a big fan of theanine as like a calming um, conditionally essential amino acid. Well, this Eclonia carva can also increase alpha waves in the brain. And not only that, but it'll also dramatically lower cortisol. It lowers blood pressure it increases circulation, it, inc it improves deep sleep, and it also increases non-REM sleep by um, acting as a positive allosteric modulator of the GABA-A receptor. So basically what that means is that um, GABA being our primary like calming inhibitory neurotransmitter, um, Eclonia carva can actually make our GABA receptors more open and more receptive to the body's own GABA and from what guys say, and what even even women women can use Eclonia carva. Um, what most people say about it is that they can that when they take Eclonia carva, this is the first thing that I noticed was that you'll take it before bed about sixty minutes, and you'll wake up feeling like it's pretty much Im impossible to fall back asleep. Like the quality of your sleep is so good, you feel like you wake up and you just you 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 would not be able to even fall back asleep after taking it. Uh, listen, I, if 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 I wasn't on camera, I'd be on my phone ordering <laughs> this for myself right now, man. That is so cool, I, and I and that's something I appreciated about you. You always look for the exotic things that people aren't talking about because everyone knows about the melatonins of the world or even the gabas of the world, right? Ashwagandhas, but but you're really here saying, okay, no, there's a, there's a seaweed out here that is going to change your life, and and is it in production? Can can someone buy it online, or is it still being researched? It's definitely in production. I mean, I was vet, I vetted like four or five different supplement companies and different brands of Eclonia Carva, and I just went straight to the biggest distributor in America. I think it's actually yeah in America, um, and I'm actually in touch with them, and I wanted to just get to know them. How do they source it? Be careful of like heavy metals. Um, who, who do they supply? Like, I want to know more about everything that they were doing. Um, the reliable brand is, I mean, I've listed it on my website. There is obviously that that's linked there because I went through a bunch of different ones. Um, and in general, that, that one there, like one to two capsules um, is equivalent to, there's another brand known as Swanson's, which I'm sure you've, you've probably seen before. Mm -hmm. I know those. Yeah, yeah. they... 
I tested their one and I had no effect at all. Like I was just like, even with two, three capsules, I'm like, nah, this is, I'm not getting any wow. effect. Um, wow. Okay. So we got to go on your website. We're going to go on your website. What do we, we just type it in there, search it. And then, uh, and then we, yeah, we'll find yeah, it. Yeah. 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 But also even if people don't want to use it in supplement form, I'm also pretty confident you can even cook with it. In fact, I'm pretty sure that like you can cook like soups. In, in, I think traditionally in Japan, they actually use the seaweed as part of their cooking and they use it as like a, an ingredient in their soups, for example. Listen, I, I'm, I'm trying to get knocked out by this stuff. I'm so excited <laughs> to try it out, man. And, and, and it's interesting that how it's working, the mechanism of you, what you were saying on the GABA, um, because so many people go and buy GABA but if something that can really give us that restful sleep or we're waking up and we're like, whoa, I'm ready for the day, that's what people are always looking for on every supplement. So I'm really excited about this. Um, it, it, when, it, when it comes to just overall sleep, aside from supplementation, are there any lifestyle modalities? Should we be icing something else, warming up something else? Is there anything that you've been seeing as far as preparing the night of? Well, um, the other intervention that I've been doing for a number of years now is I've, I actually sleep on an incline. So I've inclined my entire bed. Have you seen me talk about that before? I haven't. So I basically, I mean, I've used, uh, basically I've, I'm using, um, well, I was using my old textbooks from, from high school, the subjects that I performed the worst at. So I'd, I'd use them. <laughs> <laughs> I'd use, they get to the bottom of the bed. Yeah. Um, for all the subjects that I didn't get, didn't get an A plus for. Um, so what, I, what the practice basically involves is like sleeping with the head end of your bed. So where your pillows are having that elevated. Um, so you're literally sleeping on an incline and some of the benefits of that include, um, it actually enhances something known as glymphatic drainage. So enhancing the brain's ability to detoxify during our sleep. Um, and this is really important for preventing things like neurodegenerative diseases. They actually think that it's an accumulation of waste products in the brain and metabolic byproducts that can actually um, accelerate brain aging. And so if we sleep on an incline, this can lead to, well, it, the theory is that it, it can enhance um, glymphatic drainage. And then also beyond that, um, it's really beneficial for people who suffer from lower back pain and also um, acid reflux. If people get, you know, reflux throughout the night, that can also help to prevent that as well. Yeah, yeah, I, that's that's what I thought of when we were talking about it for reflux. But glymphatic drainage makes sense. Um, so couple that with some seaweed, and man, you're you're really doing it. So how? What big of a role does the, the core body temperature, how do you drop your core body temperature? Is there anything you do to add on to that? Well, I mean, it's funny you ask that, Christian, is because I actually, about two months ago, um, with the help of uh, a friend of mine, Katie, she helped me actually install um, the eight sleep mattress. So I do have the eight sleep cooling mattress. Um, and for me, that's also been another game changer, particularly in summertime here, it gets you know, quite warm. But ideally, yeah, I mean, the body, the body should be kept cool you know, in fact, when you take the amino acid glycine, for example, which is a, another calming amino acid, that actually lowers body temperature. And, and the same also goes with melatonin. Melatonin also has a hypothermic effect on the body. Um, and so realistically, yeah, we want to be sleeping in a cooler environment. Um, and so 
having something like the eight sleep mattress where it has that cooling action or you can use it the Ula or a lot there are a lot of other right. great products out there as well that can help with that now let's chat about something crucial that is omega-3s you know i'm all about keeping clean and pure when it comes to products as well as food on my plate but when it comes to supplements Right? We have to make sure we have the best of the best, but especially when it comes to omega-3s. And, and I really mean it. Omega-3s are some of the most adulterated supplements that exist out there. And a lot of companies aren't doing it right. We need omega-3s for our heart, for our brain, for our eye health. You might not be getting enough nutritionally. When it comes to Peori, it's a quality brand, not only just with omegas across their whole line. They're extremely transparent. Every batch undergoes rigorous testing against over 200 contaminants, and you could check the results for yourself. And that's one of my favorite things. You can scan the QR code and look at the batch that is right in front of you that is on your shelf or on your counter, and you can see the results for this quality testing. Pure's O3 Ultra Pure Fish Oil delivers a potent dose of EPA and DHA without any unnecessary extras. Now, Pure is offering 20% off of their O3 Ultra Pure Fish Oil, the one that I take every single morning, and all their fantastic products to you, the Heal Thyself listener. That's 20% off even the already discounted subscription price. I want you to go to Pure.com. Use my promo code DRG. That's P-U-O-R-I.com slash DRG to take care of your health with some of the best omegas out there by Pure. These days... These days, it seems like everyone is carrying on a beverage, whether it's soda or flavored water or kombucha or coffee or tea. But not all beverages are created equal when it comes to quality and health benefits. That is why I become obsessed with Peaks Sun Goddess Matcha. I've been using this for, it's one of the first supplements I really invested in. It's four years ago, probably. And it's not just any old matcha powder. We're talking organic ceremonial grade matcha tea that has been meticulously screened for pesticides, heavy metals, mold, and even radioactive isotopes. Peak takes no shortcuts. Their matcha is cultivated by ninth degree tea masters in Kagoshima, Japan, using century-old traditions. Their plants are shaded for 35% longer than usual to maximize the production of vital compounds like L-theanine for calm, steady energy and chlorophyll for its detoxifying anti-aging properties. I start every morning with a frothy cup of sun goddess matcha, not just for energizing my body, you know, we all want to get that caffeine kick, yeah, okay, but for the amazing gut health, metabolism boosting, and antioxidant benefits. The phytonutrients nurture my digestive system, the EGCG compounds help my body burn calories efficiently, and the chlorophyll gives my skin the awesome reading. You see I'm glowing right now, right? That's because of the matcha. There's perfectly proportioned packets that are easy to mix with water whenever I need to pick me up, so easy to make a consistent self-care ritual. Peak is offering you, the Heal Thyself listener, 15% off of their sun goddess matcha, plus a free beaker and a rechargeable frother when you go to peaklife.com slash DRG. They're so confident that you're going to love it. There's even a 30-day money-back guarantee. No code at checkout. Just go to P-I-Q-U-E-L-I-F-E.com slash DRG. You're going to get 15% off plus all those freebies. Yeah, I got the chili one, man. That's been a lifesaver. It just cools it down. And I don't necessarily run hot. My partner runs like a furnace. So it's been, it definitely helps her. Um, so, so, so as we're, as we're making sure we're getting better sleep, we're waking up rested. Uh, the brain is a big part for the focus of that day that we want to tackle that day and be at our highest, highest, best. And I know that you've done so much. I mean, like I've seen some blueberry posts, I've seen cacao posts. What are some of the best things over your years that you have found that has been so incredible for the brain and brain health? Yeah, I mean, I, I love this question and I'm very passionate about anything that can enhance cognitive function, any domain really, uh, memory performance, anti-anxiety effects, mood. Um, 
Yeah, as far as actually there's one that I think will be, you know, relevant to this discussion. It's a type of pepper um, that actually has testosterone boosting effects and also pro-fertility effects. And that's called Grains of Paradise. It has the, the coolest name ever, you know, Grains of Paradise, which is like a type of pepper that is um, well known in West Africa. Um, and it's, well, its Latin name is um, Aframomum melaguita, which is like the, the Latin name is quite complicated. But basically this pepper shares a lot of the same constituents that are found in ginger. And we know that ginger is also a very beneficial herb for testosterone production in men and, and also helping to warm the body up and um, improve digestion and reduce nausea and all that sort of stuff. But um, grains of paradise, they share some of the same constituents that are found within ginger, but it's also got something known as 6-paradol. Um, and 6-paradol has fat-burning properties, just like we see with um, you know matcha green tea, the EGCGs, which are great for fat loss, and also um, cayenne pepper, which is thermogenic. Um, these, this six paradol found within grains of paradise can increase resting energy expenditure. I think it was up to like 12%, um, which is pretty significant. Um, and basically the way I look at it is like, if you're going to have like a piece of steak, for example, or, you know, or you're having some, I don't know, like a soup or something else, you're adding like this particular pepper, like, um, you only need like two to three grains. They're like really which, by the way, they, they just look like um, black pepper grains. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking about. Yeah, it literally looks identical. And if you if you actually grab one and chew it, and like it's so potent, the um, it makes your mouth feel so hot. And um, yeah, it's got a really pungent pungent uh, feeling to it. And is that something that is available, or do I have to go to Africa to get it? <laughs> no, it's um, it's you. I mean, it's ubiquitous. Like you can find it pretty much anywhere. Love yeah. it. Love it. Okay, so so I, I already got my plan. I, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about the best, most epic pre workout. It might be some matcha. It might be spicy matcha because I put some cayenne. It might even be extra spicy because I'll be crushing up some grains of paradise and I'll just take it like a shot and sprint to the gym. Man, I'm feeling good about I'm feeling good about maybe adding a little beetroot powder and I'm I'll, I'll be ready to go. And man. the new this creatine. Is, is so cool. And the new creatine. And the new creatine. After that, man, you listen. I'm gonna be asking. Listen. I'm going to be benching. I'm going to be squatting. I'm going to be hogging all the all the gym equipment because I'm going to be putting up so much weight, man. I can feel it in my bones. But like these hacks are awesome, man. This is sort of what I live for, right? I'm almost forty years old, and for me, it's important You're almost to understand. No way, man. Yeah, almost forty. So it's me. It's important to understand what are the things that I can do now for longevity. What are the things that I could do to? I've taken even more prioritization to muscle building to fitness uh, that hasn't always been a, a hobby of mine, but this conversation has really gotten me going uh, for this stuff. So really, really powerful. Um, we, 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 we talked about brain focus. It, when it comes to living longer now, right? There's a lot of people listening to this show and they go, hey, listen, I want to be around for my kids or I'm going to have kids and I want to be around for my kids. What, what are some things that you've been finding within the aspect of longevity? How do we have a better, longer, healthier, more thriving life? I mean, there's oftentimes a trade-off between performance and longevity. And we've, I mean, I've seen this discussed numerous times around um, a lot of the things that are designed to actually build muscle 
a lot of the anabolic, like, I guess like anabolic hormones and things like that, they can actually, well, there's a belief that they can reduce lifespan. Um, but I think what's really critical, and this is a really important take-home uh, message for those listening in, is to incorporate some degree of fasting into their regime. If we're looking at longevity, if somebody has hormonal imbalances or adrenal fatigue, uh, or they're pregnant or they're going through pu uh, puberty, these are scenarios when fasting may not be appropriate. But if we're looking at like resetting, you know, enhancing autophagy, activating AMPK, doing all the things that we know helps to extend lifespan, we need to either um, practice some degree of fasting or take fasting mimetics or fasting mimicking compounds like um, spermidine, which is a, a polyamine, which is, has some anti-aging properties. Um, there are some other fasting mimicking compounds like, uh, I'm trying to think, uh, I'm trying to think some, oh, um, urolithin A, which is found in pomegranate, um, which is now starting to show some really impressive research. Um, and then there's probably some other compounds out there that uh, off the top of my head, I probably can't think of any any other ones that are like really impressive, but yeah, they're like the main ones. Yeah, the, the urolithin A, there's a company out here who actually sponsors the show and I take it every day. It's been really powerful because um, they, they ran a study, a randomized control trial that showed that it helped, I think it was men and women over 50 um, with better muscle endurance mm. and, uh, and strength. Better like quad strength, I think it was. Yeah. And it was really impressive because I was like, "Whoa, okay, like now this is something that I want to add into." Because I try not to take that many supplements, but this is one that I wanted to add into my regimen. So I'm happy that you actually said you're eliminates. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, this is good stuff. Yeah, no, I definitely think that's um, yeah. impressive. And also, like, we're 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 sort of just uncovering a little bit about like how it actually works, and it's it's through the interaction with the microbiome. I just love it how like you know as a naturopath. I mean, a lot of things come back to improving health via, it's always like, what's the mechanism of action? Well, it's via the microbiome. So it's like, it's always via gut health, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which brings me to the next thing, right? What, what are the things that you're finding in, in, your, in your work and your research that are disrupting the most the microbiome that maybe like we sort of know about the antibiotics things we sort of know and like okay you know there's chemicals of pesticides and herbicides is there anything that you're like oh, no this is actually we need to talk more about this this is actually really hurting our gut yeah well i'd say this one's going to be really controversial but i've seen i've just worked with too many men that also suffer from these symptoms and that's from um some pe some people are really sensitive to things that increase serotonin and i've spoken about it through like some of the herbs like ashwagandha which you know a little bit of ex excess serotonin can have like an emotional anesthetic effect so have numbing of the emotions a little bit um but something that i got asked the other day was around um resistant starch now resistant starch is great for increasing butyrate production but for some people who have like a compromised gut lining or um, hyperpermeability or leaky gut. Unfortunately, sometimes what can happen is these um, starch molecules are small enough to penetrate and actually enter into the bloodstream. And these can actually facilitate autoimmune issues and autoimmune, um, the onset of autoimmune disorders and things like that. 
<clears throat> and also increasing the body's load of endotoxin. Um, so this is, again, it just needs to, it comes back to subjective response. I know a number of people that can use resistant starch fine. Um, but if you want to actually truly see what happens, if you, there's a pretty cool experiment that people can run, it's with um, potato starch. If this is something I figured out, I don't even know how I found, found this out, but um, if you take like one teaspoon of potato starch and you take that about one hour before bed, just watch your deep sleep and REM sleep scores. I'm, I'm very confident you're going to see an increase in uh, like your REM sleep just from using potato starch. Is that right? And, and why why would that be? What, what's the theory behind why that's doing that? Um, so one of the pathways is, I believe it's um, histone deacetylase inhibition. So HDAC inhibition, which is like a genetic, it's like turning genes on and off, which is good for longevity. But I actually think the underlying um, reason for that is the effect on um, serotonin production. Resistant starch is very, like I would say it's, very positively or correlated with like higher production of serotonin in the gut, but it's in the gut. And then we know as you both also, you know, anything that increases serotonin in the gut, good chance it's also going to increase levels in the brain, in the brain as well. To, to go back, you had mentioned there, there are some things that increase our serotonin so much that it makes us like, emo, like an emotional anesthetic. Why was that? Why does that happen? And what, what things are doing that? Yeah, this is crucial. And this is like, a really, really important message for people who are um, who are, have either used an SSRI, and again, I'm not telling anyone to stop taking these medications. They need to work with their qualified healthcare um, practitioner or professional. Um, but things like um, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, these drugs are known to increase the amount and and um, the bioavailability of serotonin levels in the brain. <clears throat> now, some of the the negatives of increasing serotonin are that serotonin can actually have a dampening effect. It can somewhat blunt dopamine signaling and dopamine um, activity in the brain. And so some of the side effects of too much serotonin include um, anhedonia, which is the inability to experience pleasure or a blunting of the pleasure response. They can also experience um, learned helplessness so serotonin is very closely correlated with like the feeling of um, almost like impending doom where you feel like you don't have any way of escaping. Um, we see in even in rat studies where we s deliberately stress the rats and the body, um, these rats end up producing higher amounts of serotonin and cortisol and prolactin. These, and th these are stress hormones. In fact, serotonin is truly a, the hibernation um, neurotransmit neurotransmitter because during periods of darkness and um, and f and minimal food, the body increases serotonin to create a feeling of that everything's sort of like at ease. So it it, it almost creates like a, a apathetic phenotype, um, not really willing to move, create, do. Whereas dopamine, for example, I mean dopamine is the neurotransmitter that gets us going helps us create, helps us achieve more, gives us a vision and, and motivation to actually seek out a goal. Um, so a good example of things that increase serotonin, ashwagandha is one of them. In fact, one of my articles on 
my my article's gone viral on the internet talking about ashwagandha and hedonia. Um, how can you know for some people who have higher levels of serotonin? This is not everyone, by the way. It's just there's a number of people that already have high levels of baseline serotonin. It can just tip it over the edge, and then they start to feel. I mean, if if you've take if if you've had that anhedonic response, you'll know. For me, I can get the anhedonic response very quickly from um, alcohol, which is reason which is the reason why I don't drink alcohol. The next day, if I drink alcohol, I mean, I'm just like meh. I just can't be bothered doing anything really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's such an interesting concept because it just shows the bio individuality, right? Not everyone can just go and take something like ashwagandha or any other agents that are going to increase our serotonin if we already have higher than normal but that's our normal levels of serotonin that our body's reacting to um now i've seen that too i've seen the like the response of apathetic and then the dopamine's really low and they're just just super like comfortable where they are um what what's the what is the number one thing you think that is disrupting our dopamine um so when it comes to dopamine optimization the one thing that's like completely zapping and and lowering baseline levels of dopamine is social media i mean it's just the fact that you know scrolling on social media constantly bombarded with like things that are really exciting or tempting and um this can you know this can lower our dopamine our uh, basal levels of dopamine um but also Something else to really bring up, which I know is going to be highly relevant to your audience, um, and we really just cannot underestimate the impact of nutrient deficiencies, um, particularly um, iron. Uh, a lot of people that end up act accidentally becoming anemic, it, it, there's a number of, re number of reasons why people can be anemic, and it's I think it's like 1 billion people worldwide are anemic, so it's not, don't feel bad if you're, if you're anemic. Even I managed to get myself anemic, and I managed to do it through donating too much blood, being too generous, um, and also through taking too many other supplements and herbs that lower iron because there's a bunch of, yeah, there's a bunch of herbs and supplements that can lower iron levels. But that's a classic example. Like if you're low in iron, you cannot convert tyrosine into L-dopa and then L-dopa into dopamine. Like it's a, it's a cofactor. So if you have low iron, um, like please just don't underestimate the impact that low iron can have on your on your motivation and drive. Which is so important to get it checked, right? What is what is your yearly or, or two times a year when you're getting your blood work? What are you seeing? Because this is why it's so important to do nutrient testing. We have some labs out here. When I was really in practice and I had the white coat, I, there was always foundational labs that I did. Nutrient testing was always one. And I always saw low iron. I always saw low magnesium for sure. Low B vitamins, low glutathione. That was some of the biggest ones I've always saw for people. And then some of the fat-soluble vitamins, but mostly it's like B vitamins across the board and the magnesium. How important, I mean, how deficient in, in, in what you've seen are people in magnesium? And, and is it really one of the major nutrient deficiencies? Yeah, magnesium is also another one that's like just due to the fact that our, our foods are so, they're just lacking in magnesium and the fact that, um, you know, we're not able to get sufficient amounts, particularly because majority of us are very stressed on a daily basis. And we know that 
you know, releasing high amounts of cortisol and um, adrenaline and things like that can, and even exercise as well can deplete magnesium. Um, so yeah, in combination with magnesium as well, I mean, magnesium is also important for as a, yet another cofactor to help with neurotransmitter production. Um, and then also helping to increase that parasympathetic tone, which is also good for, you know, rest, sex and digest, which is, um, you know, really important in general for vitality. I love that, man. And you said rest, sex and digest and not rest and digest because we always miss the sex part, right? Uh, because no one's going to want to have sex if their body's in sympathetic survival mode. The body's like, you ain't procreating and you're running away from this saber-toothed tiger. Um, which moves me to the sex part, the libido. How do we fire up our libido? You know, there's, I know it's multifactorial. There's a lot of things. There's psychological pieces, stress pieces. But, but in your studies, are there foods, are there supplements that really get the libido going for us fellas? Yeah, I would say um, the one that's had probably the most dramatic effect um, on like sexual response and libido um, is cystanch extract, which is a, um, a traditional Chinese medicine. I actually, I actually approached a, um, uh, one of the best Chinese medicine doctors here in Melbourne and I actually asked him, you know, what's a herb that 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 stands out in um, in Chinese medicine as like a really powerful, like men's um, testosterone or men's hormonal herb, and um, he pointed me towards cystanch or rukong rong, um, which is its uh, Chinese name. Um, and I think now, like on on the internet, there's like tons of videos that are like, you know, now talking about cystanch after I brought it up on someone else's podcast but um well this one here can really assist with um the sexual response and again if we look at like some of the the pathways that actually facilitate libido um serotonin absolutely does not help libido serotonin has a dampening effect on on sex drive and um the opposite holds true for dopamine those that have like high dopamine are sexually excited, they want to have sex, they're like, you know, actively like, it's that wanting aspect, the desire aspect, it really comes from the dopamine. There are some other neurotransmitters that are really important. Histamine is also really important to create arousal and excitement. Um, and then also, yeah, acetylcholine is also important for like generally um, that parasympathetic response as well. Um, but yeah, from like a I mean, that's like one herb, but then there's like different foods. I mean, there's obviously aphrodisiac based foods, um, that grains of paradise that I mentioned before, it definitely is a good one. Um, but then even eating the rind of the watermelon, um, the white part of the watermelon, which contains quite a lot of, um, citrulline, um, that's also great for circulation and blood flow and anything that can help with, um, circulation is going to be beneficial, not only for men's erections, but also for women, you know, to get blood flow to their um yeah to that part to that part of the body as well we're getting all the damn hacks man <laughs> i love this this is this is really powerful now look i know you've done a lot of research lately in the past few years since i met you is there anything that really sticks out that we haven't covered that, that is really really important um for you to put out to the audience um i think the number one thing here is like anyone looking to get in better health and better just have, improve their overall health I always like to just like remind people that the number one thing that they can do is to 
develop a high level of self-awareness. Like they need to really pay close attention, not to what their doctor says, but to how they actually feel and how they actually respond to different nutritional interventions, um, sleep interventions, uh, exercise interventions, like having a really good level of understanding about how you respond to specific protocols and actually keeping track, like just keep a really simple like log of like how you're responding. It's not, you don't have to be orthorexic about it. Like don't be like hyper analytical about how you're performing and what and whatnot. But I think like having some baseline level of tracking system that you can just at least see like, uh, if I eat this food six to eight hours after I eat this food, I feel like this. Or if I take this supplement, I, f- I feel like it improves this, but it makes me socially anxious or socially nervous. Like for me, cordyceps mushroom gives me so much energy and makes me so pumped and primed and excited and, and enthusiastic. But unfortunately, it makes me socially like tense and like I just can't relax in social settings and I can't just like just like I'm chatting with you now, like I feel relaxed and, and calm. That's because I'm I've loaded up on GABA. But like if I t- if I <laughs> if I take um if I take cordyceps, like if we were ha- having a chat now, like I'd be I would just be I would be a bit more stiff. Like I'd just be not able to just right. chill. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Love that. Love that. It's all about the body self awareness, right? It's all about like, can you have a sensitivity enough that you can feel the really small changes in okay this makes me feel good, but this doesn't. And the more you're connected to the body, the more that you're going to know and notice these things more and more. So you can even take a new supplement and be like, whoa, this is it. I mean, like your level of awareness for the body to know that cordyceps helps you get be motivated, have all this energy, but in social situations, still bringing awareness and be like, whoa, that cordyceps doesn't make me feel right. So again, bio-individuality, man. Um, for the people who are viewing, listening to you for the first time, where are we going to find you? Um, so go to my YouTube channel, Boost Your Biology. Um, please go over there. There's like tons of free videos. Just go over there and subscribe. That would mean the world to me. I'm just trying to like, yeah, get my message out there and just promote really novel and unique um, health hacks that people just don't really talk about. So yeah. I love that, man. And, and then your Instagram? Uh, Instagram is ergogenic underscore health. Good luck trying to search it because I'm currently shadow banned by, um, yeah. Oh, shoot, shoot, yeah. man. Uh, that's that's the worst part. And do you have a website? Yeah, they can check me out on um, ergogenic.health. Um, they'll be able to find me there as well. I love that. Hey, man, love what you're doing in the world. You, I, I, I admire your want to really learn and expand. This is what keeps us young mentally at least right i know you're doing the physical part but mentally and it's just the growing and giving those gems to people in a, in an in an un in a way that we want to, you want to share and get, share your heart uh, and passion with people this is really beautiful there's nothing selfish about it thank you so much for doing what you do my brother and i really really enjoyed this podcast everyone go check them out and i hope you enjoyed it too thank you so much lucas oh thank you christian we'll uh, we'll be in touch and i'll have to make my way over to the states uh, this year yeah so, well, i'm waiting on you <laughs> i'm waiting on you yeah. brother all right thank, thank you thank you man